Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. Hello, hello. Welcome to the 32nd episode of the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Katrina Burus, and I have the pleasure of interviewing Andreas Blumke. He is head of structured products of the private bank at Fontobol, and he leads the department of structured products. So, Andreas, tell us about your book, How to Invest in Structured Products, a Guide for Investors and Asset Managers. Tell us a little bit about you and what brought you to writing this book. Well, thank you for having me here. Um, as you said, I'm head of structured products at Fontobel. I wrote this book in 2009, uh, just uh, in the midst of the crisis, actually, when uh, Lehman Brothers went bankrupt. And um, the structured products were part of the crisis, uh, were sometimes accused of being at the source of the crisis. And um, I felt there was clear, clearing up to do. I felt there was some misunderstanding about some products. Basically, products are just products. They are like cars. They are not evil in, in, their, in, in itself. It's just how you use them that uh, creates uh, evilness or goodness. So I thought that uh, since there was no publication uh, about the structured products in a sense of using them, there were many publications about mathematics and formulas like uh, Hull and uh, Fabozzi, etc., etc., but they were all targeted as, at uh, professionals. And there was not a single book about uh, how to use them in, in, in your portfolio, actually. And, and positively, since yes. and not in the way that it was done in 2008. Absolutely. In 2008, uh, people were crazy about uh, buying and selling everything. And every thought, everybody thought that uh, uh, the skies would grow to the trees. There were some misconceptions about, about models. But nobody had actually a guide how to use them uh, properly. Okay, so you wrote the book because there was no books available for the non-professionals. So you were going to vulgarize a complex concept so that you, the person of the street, could understand. Yes, indeed. In fact, there's uh, not a single mathematical formula in, in my book. It's uh, really uh, composed of examples. It's also critical because, yes, you can do, you can structure bad products and uh, there is a a lot of do's and don'ts in the book, uh, which which guides actually the investor uh, in his uh, in his in his quest to, uh, to to structure his portfolio in a, in, a, in in the sense that he would like it. Uh, and it's fairly easy to read. Uh, okay, there's no plot, there's no princess to save, <laughs> but uh, there's uh, there's a lot of examples not only in the in the field of equity, but also in the field of ethics, uh, commodities, and fixed income. So it's rather complete. So an extensive book on a lot of different financial instruments. Yeah, it's 400 pages long. Um, you won't be able to read it within one day, probably, because it's not that compelling. But uh, for somebody who would like uh, an insight about uh, an investment he would like to do, uh, it's very useful. It's, it's a book to, to, to keep in the shelf and to open once in a while when, when you have need of it. So it's pragmatic. So it helps uh, financial people, is that right, to... Re refresh their their knowledge, mm -hmm. or how would they use it? Well, 
Incidentally, I wrote the book, as the title mentions, for, for, for asset managers and, and professionals, but uh, it's really being used in universities uh, for students and uh, for junior traders uh, in, at investment banks, so they get, can get a, a first insight uh, about structured products. But every investor um, is, uh, is, is, is actually uh, skipping a, a development in, 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 the, in the world of finance if he doesn't consider structured products. It's like if you would um, uh, buy a car without an airbag, uh, without an anti-brake lock system and with, without a GPS. Uh, those are uh, useful options, they remain options, you can drive a car without them, because a car is actually there to drive you from A to B, but uh, if you would like, for instance, to avoid traffic congestion, you could have a, a GPS uh, who, who, who tells you that... Uh, Redirects you elsewhere, right? Absolutely, yes, and the same thing goes for, for structured products. So how do you explain that in 2008 it was so abused, or it was perceived as one of the causes of the crash? Um, the reason is greed, people's greed. There's absolutely no other explanation. I mean, uh, people were, uh, were thinking about uh, uh, selling people uh, mortgage-backed securities uh, on, on for, at some, for somebody who didn't have a single cent, and he could repay uh, that, uh, that, uh, that mortgage or that, uh, uh, that money with the future value of his house, which would increase, because uh, house prices kept increasing all the, uh, all the time. And nobody assumed that house prices could fall at one at some point, which it did in 2008. But the book is not so much about the CDOs and MBOs and repackaged products, which are very complex things. It's more about products which give you capital protection on single stocks, on, indi on indices, which give you a, a, a slightly higher coupon than an obligation or, or a bond would, and, and which remain rather simple to explain. Excellent. And Vontable is very well known for its structured products. Yes. So I wanted to ask you, you manage this group of high experts in structured products. Do you think you manage it any differently than you would any other manager? Well, um, there's this one difference because uh, we, uh, we have the task of explaining structured products to people and not everybody knows what it is. So we have to democratize uh, or, or to uh, make something uh, very easily understandable, uh, but without uh, the, client, the person who we explain it to crunching numbers. So we always try uh, in, in, in Teamworks uh, to, to, to see how we can uh, simplify our documents, how we can uh, put things into graphical explanations with flowcharts or with just simple lines we draw on a paper with uh, pro profit and loss lines, for instance. What happens if the market goes up? Then your product would do this. Uh, we work in scenarios, and um, after all, it's not so complicated. Uh, our main problem is that the documentation, the official documentation, is always written by legal and compliance people. And legal and compliance people, I don't know if you have read uh, uh, some, some laws uh, which have been uh, set uh, recently, but they are very, very complicated. Very complicated and, and a specific different type of language as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. That's, that's the main problem. We have to simplify that language, so we produce so-called flyers. And managing these people requires a, a bit of attention in terms of having them not go too far into their specialty, their field of speciality, but to listen to what the client has to say and what the client wants. Listen to what the client wants and give him an appropriate solution in words that he can understand. Absolutely. And so how do you develop that confident relationship with the client? How much do 
you give expert advice and how much is it that you explain to the client his risk, his how he wants to invest and let him decide? What is the balance there? It depends really on the person you're sitting in front with. Uh, usually we start by listening. We start by listening and asking questions and listening to the answers. Once we have the answers, we, while he gives us the answer... What do you mean by answers? Well, we ask, for instance, um, what do you expect uh, as a return uh, from your portfolio? Or uh, is, this, is this money uh, something you will be needing in the next six months, in the next two years, in the next five years? What is your investment horizon? Uh, how have you dealt with losses before? We consider the age of the person, we consider his, his revenue, we ask him, okay, uh, do, you, do you rely on the, on the revenue to live uh, on, for, for the money that you have with us or which you consider investing or is that something you could put aside for the next uh, six months, five years, ten years, depending how the discussion goes. And once we have the answers, we, try, we, we have to know what the bank thinks about the markets because structured products are basically derivatives. A very much hated word by, by many people. So explain derivatives for our listeners. Well, a derivative is essentially something you glue on stock or an index and which bends the payoff of the index. For instance, a classic example, um, you could buy uh, an ETF on, on, on the S&P 500. And if the S&P 500 gains 1%, you would gain 1% as well. And if the S&P 500 loses 1%, you would lose 1% as well. I could, for instance, uh, structure a product which says, okay, you would gain 5% in any case, no matter whether the index, the S&P 500 goes up or down, but the S&P has uh, not to go below, say, uh, minus uh, 20% uh, for the next uh, nine months. If that doesn't happen, you gain your 5% and you get your money back after nine months. So if you try to achieve a target return, I can minimize the risk of not achieving it by setting, say, a protective barrier. I see. So these are investments. And how do you train your people to talk in a very comprehensive way to your client? We, we do workshops. Um, we actually uh, simulate uh, client specialist uh, encounters in which uh, one, one, one body incorporates client and the other one tries to sell him uh, something. Um, and basically, it's a trial and error. There's no school for that. What we try to do is to uh, em emphasize uh, the, 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 the know-how part that we have. Because we have not only to know about derivatives, we have to know, as I said, about the whole markets. Because we have to know whether the bank is rather bullish uh, on the market. Or bullish bearish. meaning that it'll go up? Go up, yes. And sorry for the <laughs> specific language. Bullish means market goes up and uh, bearish means market goes down. And uh, we have research which, which says buy this or sell that. So we have to know that. According and to what we believe, if, if a stock will go up or will go down, mm -hmm. uh, and to do an asset allocation accordingly, to yeah. put your money where you think it's going to go up. Yeah. So, so, so there are three, three parts, really. There's the view on the market, which is given by the bank. There is the, 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 um, the client's uh, wishes or expectations or requirements, which is... Those answers that you got in the which, first place? Which we have to consider in giving the answers. And then there's the structuring parameters where we say, okay, the market has a certain... Um, is there much danger in the market or not? For instance, now we have this grease problem, so that creates what is called volatility, which means that uh, the market is uh, swinging rapidly one, one day up, the other day down, depending on the news uh, that, you, that everyone can see on, 
on Bloomberg TV or CNN. Um, and by combining these three factors, uh, market elements, re client requirements and uh, market, um, uh, market expectations, we can structure uh, a product for, for the client which, is, which fits his profile the markets and the expectations. So it sounds like the relationship with your client, you give him a lot of expertise, but at the same time, you need to question the client deeply to know really what he needs, even beyond what he himself knows. Yes. The, 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 the curse of a structured product is that it's not known until it's been structured and, and shown to somebody. So it's like the iPhone, really. Nobody knew it would be essential until somebody had it in his hand and saw that he could, what he could do with it. Now many people can't, uh, can't part with, with, with their uh, smartphones. Uh, so you have to see the finished products to really understand it. Yes. But and, you and create the product by uh, all these three factors that you mentioned. Yes. Uh, the, the problem is really that once it's been created, it's so badly written by these compliance people on a, what is called a term sheet. It's just five pages of paper with uh, dates and uh, data on it that uh, we uh, sometimes uh, need to, to um, have, a, have, a, have a different representation of that. So if it's so difficult uh, to understand the compliance sheet or contract, whatever, so you basically the client needs to trust you Mm -hmm. Because he's going to sign something that he's probably not going to take home and read over, you know, before he goes to sleep. Yes, that's, uh, that's basically what we try to build. Trust with confidence. With yes, confidence and trust with the clients uh, by showing him our expertise. And um, actually, the products uh, over, the last, uh, over the last years did perform pretty well. Most of them, uh, I mean, I, we don't pretend to, to beat the market. That's not. Uh, that's clearly not the case because each product should at least be theoretically targeted to a need of an investor, and the need of an investor uh, might not be uh, say uh, I want to beat the S and P five hundred. So it, make it more money be, than the market. Yes, because making more money than the market usually means taking more risk, and many clients are risk averse. Especially uh, the older you get, the more risk averse you become. So you try to produce a product which fits his need, like say, okay, 5% return within one year, I'm happy with that. I don't need more. Make it 5% and try to minimize the risk that I'm not reaching 5%. And that's what we try to achieve. Excellent. And that's what you have to explain to the client. Huh? Yes. So also, so the confidence with the relationship, you got to establish that, that he has confidence also in your expertise and to really understand his needs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of elements in that relationship with the client. That is difficult also because um, usually uh, banks consider uh, these, uh, these structured products only as individual investments. And what I tried to, to show by, by writing this book is that one should find a way to include structured products in a portfolio in a, say, uh, a professional way. Now what's a professional way? You have market models um, which, which tell you, okay, uh, the more risk you take, the less uh, safety you have, uh, the, less, the, the more losses you could take, etc. And you have so-called portfolio construction models. And uh, they have been developed in the 50s. These models did not consider derivatives at the time. because They did not consider the? Uh, derivatives. Uh, derivatives. Because derivatives didn't exist in the 50s. They, so so they it's an outdated exist. model. Yes, but people keep using it. 
um, and uh, build their portfolios still according to it. Uh, it's, it's called the capital asset pricing model. In the 70s, uh, there were the first uh, derivative, derivative models which have been developed. And in the meantime, they have been much more developed. I mean, not only not only the internet uh, progressed uh, in, in this time, also banking has, has, has put enormous efforts in, in modernizing uh, its, its offering. And offering a financial products. Financial products, yes. And uh, structured products are, are part of them. And so what you say, if I understood correctly, that you, the banks don't usually invest in structured products in itself. It's always part of a package. Did I understand that correctly? Yes, what I tried to show is that... Um, when you have, when you look at your portfolio, you would need a product which fits your portfolio. And most of the time, banks only sell products without considering the portfolio of the clients. And what I tried to to, to show in the book is that there needs to be a systematic for uh, putting products in uh, in portfolios. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It's like if you would buy, um, say, a Porsche, and you put BMW motor in it. It doesn't really fit. The screws don't fit. This, it's not really the, the, the ideal uh, engine. And um, by, by, by adapting the products to the portfolio, you, you, you fit the right engine into the, in, into the right car. And so structured product allows you also to, to leverage your, your products within the portfolio and yes. limit the risk. Yes, absolutely. Most of the time, structured products are used to limit the risk in some kind. Actually, when you have a, a stock which can go up 10% or can go down 10%, you try uh, to limit the risk, you, you take off some of the upside and uh, for that you get a protection to the downside. Most of the time that's the idea. Excellent and that's pretty comprehensible, so thank you. Is there a last tip you would like to give our readers? What could, tip could you give them as a leader of an, a group of very expert people or and? Uh, what would you advise them as investors? Well, as investors, I would advise them to uh, to go to their broker and ask questions. The more, the more, don't be afraid of asking questions. There is no stupid question in this field. Even the broker will somebody, sometimes be uh, maybe not uh, so 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 knowledgeable about products, and he'll go and fetch uh, a product specialist, and the product specialist can then answer all your questions. The advantage that products have is that everything is written on the term sheet. The disadvantage is that what's written on the term sheet is not sometimes not so easily understandable. I see. And as a leader of a group of experts, what tip would you give to other managers? I would uh, also say try to guide your people in uh, simplifying uh, the product. We are selling a complex product. I don't know how it's done in, in the chip industry where somebody programs a chip with a language that nobody understands. But there also, there must be some, some, some way of democratizing the know-how or the complexity. Otherwise, people who don't understand the language in which the chip has been programmed would not be able to, uh, to understand what the salesman said tells them. So here as well, uh, in structured product business, try to be as simple as possible and guide your uh, people in, uh, in, uh, in explaining uh, things easily in a language that uh, the client can understand. Thank you very much, Andreas. This was most interesting. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com. 
and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon, and until then, bye for now. Thank you.